like once once again, once again, a terrible, awful guy who's in the government that Trump picked is like still the one we're pinning our hopes on. Once again, fucking good guy, good guy Pompeo. So I was just watching Democracy Now, and they had a bunch of uh, peace activists on um, from. Save it, um, save it. Oh, we're recording. We're recording. Don't tell me what to say. (laughs) Why do you always do that to me? (laughs) We are fucking live. Well, on that note, let me let me intro us real quick. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here uh, by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. I'm going to uh, need you all on? to sign an NDA now <laughs> for anything I said prior to this. <laughs> I, it was no. just me ranting. Yeah, just... <laughs> Privileged good, communications. So. I, I started after, <laughs> after, after certain things were said. Thank well, you. I watched for it. I, I put um, it right in front of me, so I know, <laughs> I know exactly when we're... And comrade, what the fuck's his name? <laughs> Serpico, comrade Serpico. You don't know how to. You've never seen Serpico. I've seen Serpico. Yeah. How do you not? I, I, I you, you change your name like fucking Prince. Like I no, can't, I, don't. I can't keep it straight. I've changed. I changed it. I had to. No, well, not by choice. I mean, yeah. took my account down. <laughs> I mean, I could change the screen name back to what it was before. I just I don't know. But, figure something else. So, what were you saying? Pompeo's basically gonna. Yeah. So remember when well, he, Pom- was, he was Pompeo talking about the Iran with... option, right? Remember when Pompeo met with uh, Kim Jong-un, you know, two weeks uh-huh. before he got confirmed and it was like secret and he was actually like working on diplomacy with yeah. North Korea mm-hmm. and Bolton fucking sabotages shit and tells Trump to cancel the whole thing. And Pompeo's pissed. Pompeo's about to blow his top like Mount Pompeo. Pompe- <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's no um, fucking con- communication. I mean, there's, you know, clearly Bolton sent uh pence onto the fucking morning shows to be like hey you know the libya mo- uh, models on the table and we could depose you guys just uh, you know <clears throat> wink wink nudge nudge don't trust us well it, it's just once again you know it's almost like you know rexon mobilson where you're like oh my god he's just putting the head of the fucking oil cartel right in the thing and then he ends up being the one guy who's like the least worst <laughs> you know it's so yeah, yeah. my no, uh, I mean, cra- it's... crazy torture CIA boss uh, apparently is the, the good guy in the whole North Korea diplomacy <laughs> arrangement. You know, I, it just fucking sucks because it's like I, you know I I didn't have any confidence that Trump was gonna be the one to do it, and I I knew he's bumbling and he'd probably fuck it up, but it's it was just so clearly sabotaged by the fucking neocons and the warhawks and his administration. And I, I don't even think he's smart enough to realize that. Like, I think he doesn't understand what Pence and Bolton orchestrated behind the scenes to fucking well, throw. Well, he got some prisoners back. He got some prisoners back, so that's a plus. No, I mean, that was you know, weeks ago, but it, and that yeah. was that was yeah. part of the diplomacy. But yeah, but you know, I don't even think the neocons you know, neocons don't care about North Korea. They just oppose diplomacy on principle. That's they just hate the idea of people like having a conversation, being respectful of each other, and coming to a mutually agreed solution. It just goes against who they Their are. Their fucking brains don't work that way. You talk no. to these idiots. They like, I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and 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 they said they they were basically, oh well, you know, probably for the best that that. I was like, what the fuck do you mean, probably for the best? <laughs> you realize like we're closer to like hundreds of thousands or millions of people dying because of a fucking pissing contest, and you know, Mike Pence. Uh, you know, threatening to depose, you know, Kim Jong-un before we fucking have a meeting. And then, you know, Kim Jong-un calling him a political dummy. And that's why we were we're possibly, you know, on the close, (laughs) on the brink of fucking war. Like He said a bad word and he offended me. (laughs) And he is a fucking political dummy. That's that's a very mild way of saying like, hey, asshole. Which which dummy are we talking about? Well, no, Kim Jong-un called Pence a political dummy after he said on that on on TV, like, hey, you know, the Libya model is still something we're looking at. Like. Because it was so successful. That's a dog. Well, that's a dog whistle. That's hey. Well, what if dummy just doesn't translate to mean the same thing? What if it, what if it was kind of like, like a doddered situation? Yeah. Affectionate, like yeah, like he wasn't really trying to insult him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just it just fucking it, it's so transparent. I, I I I hope that we can still find a way to make peace with them, and I think South Korea will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I Once think South again. Korea is still working on it, but it's like you know these fucking idiots and with the with the lunatics around him like Bolton, like I don't you know I don't, I don't really see it happening. I don't know about you guys. Once again, they've stolen uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. It's just it's like 
if chaos reigns long enough, just the law of averages says that peace will break out eventually. So I keep hoping, but then like they just clusterfuck their way into some kind of di- diplomatic agreement. But you know, now it's like you got the ideologue. You know, he always fucks up when he's got the ideologues that have a real agenda, like Bolton does. Yeah, no, I, and it's like these people, as as and you know, we we've talked before about how John Bolton's not smart. Uh, he he's kind of a buffoon, but he's smart enough to outwit Trump on this and to know that like he can't just go out right and say, "Look, I don't want peace," because Trump's gotten a whiff of like that positive press and like you know hey all these guys republicans are nominating him for the nobel peace prize and like (laughs) but i think he genuinely like he loves that shit like that's all he really craves is that kind of attention so he probably would have went through with some form of diplomacy had it not been sabotaged if not just to stroke his own ego and be like look i i did something that uh you know Ten of the presidents before me have not been able to do. I brought peace in North Korea. I reunited Korea. Yeah, but it's who like you, who do you think is dumber, uh, John Bolton's mustache or Thomas Friedman's mustache? <laughs> Thomas you... Friedman's mustache is definitely fucking stupider. Iron stash because, because he pretends to be. Yeah, that's that's probably the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, Thomas Friedman uh, pretends to be an intellectual, but is really a fucking moron. Uh, whenever you hear him speak and say things like suck on that, when he's talking about uh, the Iraq war, (laughs) he's just Um, a fucking cartoon character. I guarantee, I guarantee he has read all of Bill O'Reilly's pulp romance novels. (laughs) Wait, wait, you guys haven't? Uh, no, I just, I've heard the audio excerpts of him reading them, which are, yeah. Oh, Franken used to play that all the time. Hey, baby, why don't you lay down that pipe and pick up mine? (laughs) You just play that clip all the fucking time. Oh, my God. Breaking out in hives again. (laughs) That's horrible. That's that's a just, just. To think of Bill O'Reilly sitting there reading that, probably, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is. This. <laughs> writing it. This is hot. Like, <laughs> he just sit, he's sitting in like a like a sauna writing this thing, just jerking off to his own fantasies. Like, oh, See, I, I wasn't going to go there. But, this you know. and here we are. I'm going to go take a few Benadryl. I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Who among us? Who among us? Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, uh, the result of this is that we don't have uh, peace talks going on with North Korea. I'm, you know, I'm and hopeful, I would have, but... I would have given him credit if oh, Trump had done too. it. Absolutely. I would have been like, okay, guys, we can. Even though you it know... wasn't really his doing, it right? Was South Korea. I still would have been, been like, been, hey, yeah, yeah. Totally. credit for not fucking it up. I mean, the real the thing that's gonna, the good thing is North and South Korea reunifying, right? And they're already doing that. They're doing yeah. that. That's they're going to do that regardless me. of us. Yeah, so you, they're not, North Korea's not isolated anymore. You know, they've got, they've reunified with their historic enemy that used to be the biggest, I mean, used to be just one country, you know? Um, so I think that's what's going to ultimately bring about the real the real change there. Yeah. Uh, and, and for people in North Korea, obviously. Um, so I don't give a fuck what Trump says. They're not going to fuck this up. They're They're going to marginalize themselves. Yeah, and you know, ultimately, we're hopefully going to have an adult in the White House in 2020. Uh, you know, if Bernie decides <laughs> to run, and uh, or 2021, I guess. And you know, it's not that far away. So if we don't get a solution, as long as we don't fucking try to depose him in the next two years, uh, I, I, I'm hopeful that that you, even a shitty Democratic, pro- eh, nah, I, I mean, I'm not even going to go that far. You're so it, much more optimistic. Democra- yeah, a good Democratic president like Bernie or somebody like that would be able to. Did, did you guys, you guys saw the Newsweek cover? Make that happen. Oh, yeah, that was great. Which uh, one? Well, okay. So well, it was mostly the, great. There's a little, yeah. Yeah. So the title of it was Why the Democrats Can't Win in 2018 Without Bernie. <laughs> and he's on the cover. And then way down at the bottom, it says, or with him. It's just it's and then I started to read it and it's the biggest pile of shit. It's like Bernie Sanders, who is overwhelmed by the Hillary Clinton juggernauts. Like, that's not what happened. That was fucking a year and a half ago. And that's not what fucking happened. He wasn't overwhelmed. He was fucking cheated. Yes. They just they can't give it up, man. Like, they still won't give it up. Yeah. Somebody posted on Facebook the other day that I think there were like eight hit pieces on Bernie just like just the other day. Oh yeah, well, just from Politico. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure it's a total coincidence that uh, our Revolution endorsed candidates won seven of their races last Tuesday. Right. I'm sure that was totally, you know, not the fact that they're fucking dominating, and that you have people like uh, State, what's her name, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, who won mm-hmm. her primary. Our Revolution mm-hmm. endorsed. Um, <clears throat> but you know, while we're talking about Bernie and endorsements, uh, 
we should talk about my uh, lovely home state of New York because Hooray. we have uh, primaries in September, um, not this month, all the way in September, uh, you know, for uh, nominees for governor, uh, lieutenant governor, uh, senator, you know, whatever, all the Congress uh, seats. Uh, and there's some great candidates running, a lot of our revolution endorsed candidates like Cynthia Nixon, who we talked about. Um, a candidate I just found uh, today uh, named Jermaine Williams, who's running for lieutenant governor. Uh, so, you know, in theory, since our primaries aren't until September, you would think that the Democratic Party, considering that their bylaws mandate that they remain neutral, would just... <laughs> oh, no, they, uh, they, will, they want a lawsuit that says they're allowed to cheat. Yes. So they're... they're uh, well, they, it, it was dismissed. They didn't, I wouldn't say they want it, but it was dismissed. But yeah, that, that was the, they argued that in court, certainly. Yeah. Um so you would think that, you know, according to their bylaws, at least, um, that they would remain neutral because why you would you wouldn't think that end... if you observed any of the state party yeah, you know, yeah. conventions I'm, I'm talking or anything. to an extremely <laughs> hypothetical, extremely stupid person that, that <laughs> listens to what people tell them. You right. know? Um, are, they, are they an idiot? Are they an yeah, idiot? They, they are, in fact, yeah. an idiot who needs to move left. Um, but so... Yeah, that didn't happen, though. Um, so we had a, a sham of a convention, the New York State Democratic Party convention. Um, and the whole theme was moving forward. You know, they had a big banner moving forward all about uh, the future of the party. And they oh, had um, all these great, you know, future Democratic Party leaders like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton <laughs> and Tom Perez. Yeah, they're, they're really uh, put, putting the future on display in the in oh, wow. the most one of the most progressive states in the country you you, you know it's such um, a pathetic i mean just you know the the grip that they're trying to have i mean you would think that if you were really thinking about the future you know obama you know became something you know a long time ago as an up-and-comer you know because oh, of he, speech. he became rich right <laughs> Be they pay him half a million bucks a, a pop to give a speech now you know so you yeah. know you can do that you if you have future leaders that you want to put on display but no their their grip on this whatever power that they think they have left is so strong that they can't even can't even risk that it's no, they have great they have great you know they have a great ideas man and like rokana that they could be putting up there and like you know letting him speak oh yeah what was their new slogan they have another one this week I can't oh god yeah oh, no. well it, it was a better deal for our democracy it, yeah. it, it was so inspiring i couldn't remember it for it's, a second it's like remember we were joking about uh medicare for some as, <laughs> as a hashtag and it's like they hear that and they go oh that's a good idea it's like no we were fucking mocking you stop it <laughs> You don't, they don't get I mean, they're joke. just absolute buffoons. So, you know, uh, I, I mentioned this because, you know, in theory, they shouldn't be uh, tipping the scales at all in the, in the primaries, but certainly they can't like endorse people before the primaries even happen, right? Or like, can they? Or can they? Well, I don't know. Let's hear from the esteemed leader of the Democratic Party, Tom Perez, <laughs> and see what he has to say. This should be fun. Thank you so much. Ugh. Andrew Cuomo. My name is Tom Pettis, and I am very proud to endorse and nominate your next governor of the, the great state of New York. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> governor Andrew of the United States. Cuomo and the next lieutenant governor, my good friend, Kathy Hochul. <laughs> So oh my god, I love it. Reboot, the yeah. governor of the United of New York. <laughs> I'm my running as friend. the <laughs> I'm running as the mayor of America. Oh god, he's I'm the governor of the world. Governor goof. of the world. I mean he's such a goofy bastard. Like how do you, how does anyone look at him and say, This is a guy I could get behind? Like uh, <laughs> Oh, he, God, he's he's the wind-up chimp. That's why they they found some guy who no one knew about, and they're like, we gotta have him so that the progressive Muslim guy doesn't get it, mm -hmm. you know. And he's just he's the little wind-up chimp toy and bangs the little symbols together, and that's all he fucking is. <laughs> he's there to lower the standards and to sabotage everything and to derail all the actual momentum that Bernie's got going. Does Tom Perez have a soul? Uh, S. Ban Carson. Not if you pay him enough, uh, clearly. I mean, you know. Uh, so, you know, they asked Keith Ellison about it, um, you know, who was the, who ran for chair and then got fucked out of it by Barack Obama, you know, calling around to all the delegates and saying, hey, don't vote for Keith Ellison. So they asked him about it, and he said, um, 
you know, the Democratic Party should stay out of the primaries and let voters decide. Oh, gee, yeah, this is because this is the first time they've done that, Keith. You know, I'm I'm like so done with it. Grow a fucking spine. Like, are you going to be Tom Perez's bitch for the rest of your life? Or are you going to sit there over and over again while he continues to just, you know, laugh in your face and pretend that you have any real power whatsoever while he continues to fucking cheat progressives out of, you know, nominations? Ask his donors. Ask his donors. All of these people. I mean, there are just so many that are highly suspect to me and and then you start to look close more closely at the donors and you see that and and i don't know that he started out this way but but there are many of them that are just co-opting the message they're just you know they see this progressive thing taking off so they're using a language they're using the words you know they come up with some stories from their background and Mm. and suddenly everyone believes it everyone buys it i'm i'm suspicious of stacey abrams i'm you know oh yeah me too i mean i'm you know i'm not I'm not 100% sold on all the RF candidates, but I think they're certainly better than their clearly centrist establishment counterparts. Right, right. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I start somewhere, but... loathe Randy Bryce, but I'd rather have yeah. him than Paul Ryan. So. Yeah. And it's I'd not rather, saying a lot, rather really. Kathy Myers and Randy Bryce, but that's yes. probably yes, not yes, going to yes. happen. Um, I just don't like the name Randy. It's like, yeah. who, who, uh, who names their kid Randy? Like, everyone like, in Wisconsin. Everyone. Like, I'm, I'm sure he <laughs> goes by Randall. Up. Eventually until... they grow up and it's just, you can't take somebody seriously as an adult when their name is Randy. <laughs> it's, just, it's like Trailer Park Boys, you know? I know like five people here named that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I went through Wisconsin once and I was like, oh, they really talk that way here. Okay. Uh, you were smart not to stop. <laughs> Yeah. It's not as bad as Minnesota because you get up there like hey. North Dakota and I, I thought Fargo that was like a fake accent in that movie <laughs> like they were making fun of it and it's like it's, <laughs> they toned it down in the Coen Brothers Fargo movie yeah how they really talk great you you ever watched the uh, Fargo TV series no no the yeah. first season's amazing Billy Bob Thornton plays like an assassin really really good uh in the TV shit. series really yeah yeah. yeah. Huh. There's a lot of they 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 do like kind of like American Horror Story where it's a totally different story every season. Huh. Right. So they they manage to attract like really a list actors like Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> and Patrick Wilson. People and, already you know, have a career, don't want to get tied down. Carrie Coons, long, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, and Keith, I, I, like I think Keith probably genuinely does hold a lot of progressive policies, but he just has no fucking spine. Like he's it, and it, it's like there's so few you know, semi-progressive voices in Congress for anyone to look to as like a champion for their cause. And it's like, well, th- this is, this is the fucking, this is what we were, you know, we have to work with. I mean, it's just fucking pathetic, but uh, Tom Perez wasn't the only one uh, there putting his uh, thumb or foot or, you know, entire body on the scales. Um the esteemed uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton also uh, weighed in. You're kidding. <laughs> no, no. She she, she uh, threw her support behind Andrew Cuomo. And, and guys, it's really weird because <laughs> I remember back in 2016, uh, there was a rally and uh, Madeleine Albright, you know, mm. uh, after she finished bathing in Iraqi children's blood, uh, mm. told us that uh, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women Mm -hmm. um so you know you figure there's a a female governor uh female candidate for governor running in the democratic primary so obviously hillary's gonna back her and and nixon backed her during the primary so that you know it's almost a no-brainer right that she would back her (laughs) oh wait (laughs) wait a minute oh wait no she endorsed andrew cuomo she picked Hmm. the money she picked the so unlike her it is Uh. so unlike her she picked the straight white male uh, who's running against the uh, lesbian female uh, potential first ever female governor of the state of New York? I- isn't that so weird, guys? Well, like, she likes I don't Corvette, understand. so Cuomo, Biden, that's her thing. She just likes a guy in an old, creepy sex car. Is what, <laughs> is what Hillary's all about. Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody. So uh, Biden was saying he likes Andrew Cuomo because he he also owns an old uh, '70s Stingray Corvette. Which is just like the most swarmy, <laughs> like creepy, creepy. Of course he does. Image, that, that makes you know? so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Like They're... Biden basically being the Onion article version of himself, like watching the Camaro shirtless, you know? <laughs> and somebody just, you know, put the two pictures of them in their Corvettes, like next to each other, and was just like, this is gross. And then they showed, of course, Cynthia Nixon riding the fucking subway, because that's one of her big, her big platform things is fixing the subway. Millions of people ride the subway in New York. It's how 
you know, the biggest city in the world most people get around. And it's just like the whole mindset is so different. You know, obviously she's not running just for New York City. She's running as the governor, but she's the real thing. She's the real, like, populist, winning, understands the issues, talks about things in terms that resonate with people. So, of course, Democrats hate her. She's going to blow Cuomo out of the water, and they're terrified. Well, they're throwing they're throwing every wrench they can. I'm I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Obama doesn't endorse Cuomo next. I think that'll be the next big move, and it's going to be like, just how much more are you people going to fucking? Like, it's just so funny because they still pretend that they're fucking that they're neutral and that they're impartial. Well, that they can't now, and that's why I actually love this. I think this is great, and I, I think I said this earlier today on Facebook. You know, for for years, journalists would try to kind of pretend that they were impartial or try to be you know balanced, fair and balanced in their in their reporting, and you you'd always you could tell you could sense from the writing what their real thoughts were, and and definitely you know in live interviews and that kind of thing, and so. You know, it, it was always dishonest. Now we see a lot more of you know people just saying what they think, and so yeah, for Elon me, Musk, yeah, <laughs> for me, it's like okay, well, stop reporting bad things about me. I'm going to make a whole <laughs> website to make fun of you guys for not being good at your jobs. So you know, now come clean, sure, and and tell me exactly, Tom Perez, who you support, so that I can openly oppose them. Great. Yeah. yeah, and and you know this is how stupid they are. I didn't even know that there was somebody else running for lieutenant governor. But after I found out that they endorsed a lieutenant governor candidate, I looked it up, and there's this guy Jermaine Williams who's on the city council, is actually a progressive who's running in a primary against Kathy Hochul or whatever her name is that they endorsed. So, the, so New York State, the lieutenant governor is a totally separate race. It's not like they. Yes, yeah, a lot of states are like that. It's weird. It's yeah. some, certain yeah. ones like they're running. It's another <clears throat> weird eccentricity of our uh, electoral system. But, I was thinking uh, about this though, and I, I know a lot of people who are delegates, um, party delegates in California, all of whom you know believe in our, and have been told that they aren't allowed to openly advocate for you know anyone outside of the party so for example somebody like gail mclaughlin that isn't running as a democrat they aren't allowed to publicly support her even if they do right well she's not even a democrat now that's what they say if perez can do it surely a lowly delegate in california can get away with it and not lose their delegate status right but what they would say is oh well he's already a sitting elected democratic official (laughs) and it's okay because you know yeah, it's just they're so full of fucking shit. But you know what? This is great because a Hillary Clinton endorsement is a fucking death knell for a campaign. Like I would, I would pay Hillary Clinton not to endorse me if I was running for an office. Like, well, that's what I maybe, made me think that like maybe they secretly hate each other, and it's just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna put my arm around you. You're doing great, and you're just like, fuck off, fuck off. She, of course, used my favorite Hillary Clinton line where she said, I, you know, and I support a, a good progressive like Andrew Cuomo who knows how to get things done. Just, you know, that just the fucking like, <laughs> oh, oh God. Yeah. Well, you remember the, remember the guy, Shit, uh, like, remember really? the, the mayor in Fight Club that you only see sort of like out of focus at the podium or no, it's like the police oh, the one they bring in the bathroom. No, it's not him. It's a different guy who's talking when that guy gets up to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and he's like, streets will be safer. And it's just like the most bl- <laughs> like bland rhetoric that means nothing, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's perfect. It's just like my progressive friend, Andrew Cuomo, who's a fucking fracking baron, basically. You know, it's just, it's so, no one buys it. Nobody buys it, except no. for people that have billions of dollars that can pretend that they're noble and righteous in their, you know, progressive capitalist fantasy world. This is why words are a problem, and words like progressive in particular, because, and I've, I have people on Twitter and stuff that have pointed this out to me a lot, you know, what, what does progressive mean? And it's like, I could tell you, you know, what I think it means, but it doesn't matter because the establishment is just going to take that word and take it over and use it about themselves so that you believe that that that's what they are so so the one word they won't take though is the one that i always try to use whenever (laughs) possible socialist exactly yeah oh yeah they they fucking hate socialists (laughs) they hate the words you you heard yeah no you heard hillary clinton well you know over 40 percent of the iowa caucus self-identify as socialist you, the, just the stank, which were they, they say it the way that like Alex Jones says Jews, like you know, with that little like fucking stank on it. Yeah, those well, I, workers' rights supporting was, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that forty percent of them were socialists, but it's you well, know. I, but it, we it, talked about that the other week. I was like, I if she's citing that number, that's that mean that must mean that somebody actually, has that figure, yeah. And 
for forty percent of fucking Iowans to be <laughs> self, maybe you need a new fucking party if you're not on board with socialism at that point. You know, yeah. just just a fucking thought. Hillary. So Bill Maher, who's always bad and terrible, um, was whenever he's trending, you know, he just like oh, said, yeah. said the n word. <laughs> what racist did he coddle you know, this week? Yeah, right, right. And uh, so I had a, I've only had this new account for less than two weeks now, and I had my first sort of mini viral uh, tweet. It got two hundred seventy three RTs and one point. <laughs> 3,000 likes on it. I just Man. said, you know, because people are like, well, Bill Maher's not a real liberal. And my tweet was basically said, it's not that Bill Maher is a fake liberal. It's that he's a real liberal and you're a socialist. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what it is. It's like he's always been like that. It's just we've woken up. We've been moving further forward uh, to the left, and he's still stuck in this 1990s, um, you know, Dennis Miller world, right? <laughs> and There's not much, yeah, there's not much, uh, yeah. uh, you know, turf between the two of them. I said turf. <laughs> that would have been a good segue, but I'm still, I'm still staying on this. I think there's a lot of turf in both of them. I'll put yeah. it that way. <laughs> Um, but you know, and then, so now Hillary wasn't done, uh, this week. She also spoke at the women's, uh, democratic, uh, national leadership convention forum or something. Um, and she had this to say, uh, and you know, there's no audio of it because she probably, uh, <laughs> made sure yeah. that nobody could Can record you, her speeches after. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll know it's her, but do it in your Tom Perez voice though. <laughs> For fun. No, don't do it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna confuse people. Uh, the former Secretary of State, U.S. Senator, and First Lady quickly got uh, got to the question. She says she's hearing from Democrats across the country. Uh, what do the Democrats stand for? Uh, it's a political query that so many Democratic leaders have gone out of their way to address ahead of the midterm elections, and in the wake of a presidential election cycle that left some on the left feeling disjointed and void of uh, and void of a unified message. Clinton continued, we have uh, kind of an affection for evidence. We think that it should inform our policies because they'll actually work better, she declared, prompting modest laughter from the female-dominated audience. Um, so she answered the question of what policies do the Democrats support by saying that we support evidence, facts, and reason None of which are policies. None of which are policies. They just put a bunch of words in like a bingo tumbler and spin around (laughs) and pick it out and just like ad lib it. Like, let's just put the, the, we stand for justice and and that's what all their websites are like. When I go to a website like that, I'm like, okay, centrist, I I know you don't stand for anything. And I, you know, if you guys will indulge me for a few minutes, I, you know, I have some facts for Hillary Clinton because she seems to be (laughs) very fond of facts. Uh, so, you know, I agree with her. I think it's very important that we have, you know, a fact-based debate. Um, fact number one, climate change is the greatest threat to the world. Uh, the methane byproduct of fracking is 80 times more harmful to the environment than carbon dioxide. And you supported fracking as a Democratic nominee. You fought Damn. to keep a fracking ban out of the platform. And you helped spread fracking throughout the developed world as Secretary of State. Fact number two, an estimated 45,000 people die every year due to lack of adequate health care. Obamacare still leaves 28 million people uninsured. Despite that, you call Medicare for All, a program that every other developed country on the planet has some form of, uh, a unicorn or a pony, or said that it was, quote, never going to happen. Uh, fact they number cheered. They cheered and, oh, that. Oh, of course they cheered. Fact number three, in 1973, you can afford to pay your way through college working a minimum wage job 40 hours a week. Mm. Now, college is completely unaffordable, crippled uh, millions of Americans with a mountain of debt for the rest of their lives, Mm. uh, thanks to greed and government inaction. Despite this, you don't support free college tuition for public colleges and universities, something that, once again, nearly every developed country has some form of. Fact number four, despite the fact that marijuana is being legalized in state after state and has been proven to be way less damaging than alcohol as a recreational drug, you don't support federal legalization despite the fact that one in three black men in America will spend time in a jail cell in their lifetime with the majority being due to personal uh, recreational drug use. Thanks to your husband. Yeah, I was going to say, don't even get me started uh, (laughs) on your husband's crime bill, which kicked the problem into overdrive. Uh, Also, you claim to oppose private prisons while still taking money from private prison lobbyists during the 2016 campaign. Uh, Fact number five. Syria is a mess uh, with countries fighting proxy wars, decimating the infrastructure. You wanted to institute a no-fly zone, which would almost surely lead to armed conflict with Russia or Iran. 
and potentially World War III. Uh, fact number six, uh, Wall Street willfully destroyed our economy with their intentional misleading and stock gambling. Uh, despite this, you don't believe in enforcing tougher regulations on Wall Street. Uh, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the quarter of a million dollars that you received for three speeches to Wall Street during your time as a quote unquote private citizen. So kindly take your facts and shove them up your ass because those are just you don't inconvenient wow. truths. It's <laughs> pretty violent language there at the end. There, yeah. I'm a little shocked. I'm uh, called for, let alone called for. Well, I I felt like she was listening live. Um, I always feel like people are listening live to us when we record. Uh, but yeah, that I was, don't suffer that delusion. <laughs> Uh, who says it's, it's the delusion? It could be real. It could be real. Well, if you have multiple personalities, then somebody else is listening. Live. <laughs> well, I do work for the government, so they probably have all of my. That's oh, true. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely <laughs> listening. The NSA live. is yeah, they're listening. We're talking about a lot of things. Yeah. They have a lot of interest in. So I'm sure I was uh, I was having computer issues at work, and the IT guys had to come work on my uh, my unit for a while, <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, work could on we your unit, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Um, I was like, hey, could we use just a different browser? They're like, no, we have to use Internet Explorer because the government oh, wants God. to be able to spy on you, but not mm-hmm. the other way around. Yep. So that you're not allowed to use any. Like, Thanks, Microsoft. Shitty... Yeah, exactly. Oh, so. my God. That's awful. They're always watching. They couldn't even pick like a good browser like Chrome to fucking spy on you through. Hey, they, they make be... you use. I'm just glad I'm not on fucking Netscape at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the way the government moves with like updating their technology, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they're like, "Hey, yeah. use uh, use the Yahoo browser." Like, use well, the you know, the irony is, of course, is on the Department of State website. It says you shouldn't go to North Korea because they uh, take all their tourist money and spend it on nuclear weapons. It's like, oh, that's pretty much what we do. Uh, it's like we we've got broke ass computers for you know things that involve civilians, but we've got the most expensive computers when it comes to fucking NORAD and our own nuclear weapon. Like, there's always more money for nukes, but we're still on Internet Explorer, <laughs> Windows ninety five. <laughs> fucking like, there's your there's your cost cutting measures right fucking there. MS DOS <laughs> computers. <Yeah. laughs> well, it was like a like a text script error, so they just they couldn't even get the text to display on my screen properly. Oh my it God. took four guys oh and they still God. couldn't figured out after an hour they're like well we could solve all of this if we had a real browser but since it's internet explorer we're pretty much fucked <laughs> <sighs> well speaking of old mentalities we should talk about the nfl because uh you know there was a chance that they were gonna not fuck this up uh no there wasn't <laughs> <laughs> going into the off season <laughs> and I, you know even on this podcast we had fucking morons saying things like oh well i i totally believe that jerry jones uh supports his players when they want to take a knee uh, nobody who's currently on the podcast at the moment <laughs> but somebody oh, who was did they get fired because they were dumb <laughs> no they were a guest uh yeah. person that i argued with mm. quite quite extensively good good episode uh, you should go listen to back it. when this was a sports um, show only right yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so it was called talking Mo- sports <laughs> it was called move the ball left idiots yeah. <laughs> i feel dirty a progressive oh, nfl God. podcast this I, I know that you guys are both stretching your limits of sports referential <laughs> language right now <laughs> you're like yeah you move the ball left hey. to football and you score a uh, making uh jokes penalty was, right making jokes was my goal <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the owners met uh to discuss rule changes and uh one of the rules that they decided to institute is uh mandatory patriotism so yeah we're basically the same as the caricature of north korea now we mm-hmm. require our players to stand at attention and hold their hands over their hearts now for the national anthem if they don't the team will be fined uh they were even at one point talking about uh a 15 yard penalty so an in-game penalty for, for a player for personal behavior outside of the game yes. itself for for somebody uh, you know that's the most fucking protesting. Nazi shit I've ever heard. Luckily, the fi- I mean, not like you know whatever you want to call it, but you know that at least some sense prevailed that they didn't make it an in-game penalty, but they're still. So it's personal uh, fines or team fines? Well, it's team fines. It's okay, not so personal. that's the same. It's like the same thing where if 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 you but the do team one will thing, probably penalize the player. We'll we'll punish the entire team. So that now it's a, now it's a psychological form of abuse where if they want to have you know their individual right for to free speech, we're going to punish all of you for it. So then then you know it's like the like the scene in. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Well, the one guy fucks up, so they they mm-hmm. punish all the whole guy. You know, the whole the whole platoon. So they all beat him with the bars of soap. That's basically the idea. 
See, a smart team would unify and do it, though. Think of all the free press they'll oh, get. The, yes, I, I, you a know, a smart team would. <laughs> this, <laughs> these guys no. could get hit in the head a lot. Yeah, I know. No, but There's a lot always... of these guys are really good activists, like uh, Michael Bennett up in yeah. Seattle. He was mm-hmm. one of the uh, he was one of the other guys with Kaepernick, who who's you know still has his job, who did the kneeling uh, protests. Um, and you know, I I hope that this is that this fucking infuriates everybody so much that they all decide to stay in the locker room. Yeah. And uh, let their fucking owners look like asshole, look like the racist assholes that they are. Uh, you know, the NFL, somebody did a breakdown, ha- is 70 to 80% black. Players. Players. Yeah. The owners are, all 32 owners are white. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I think wrong they're with that. And, and old. Well, they just yeah. white and old things. and men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, old so, white guys who like to see young black guys. Perform hurt athletically. each other. Mandango fight. Oh, I mean, and play Make football. Make obscene yeah. profit from it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and I'm torn on this because it's like I didn't boycott last season, although I was very pissed off at the NFL. I was like, you know, look, I still want to support my team. They're not, uh, you know, they're, they're some pl- it's just it's a tough thing for people, you know, especially for you guys who I know you're not into sports <laughs> is like just fucking stop watching. What's the big deal? <laughs> But I'm I mean, ima- sports. I just hate fucking capitalism, well, and it's just such a huge spectacle of jerk off, patriotic bullshit. Oh yeah, the whole it, it's a fucking uh, war it, rally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know that's what Jimmy Dore says. It's a war rally. So, you know, I'm torn on this because I'm like, I really shouldn't fucking support this shit, but I, it, it just, but you know, and then like the Jets, uh, not the owner, but uh, the owner's brother, uh, who I guess is like a front office VP or something. Uh, Christopher Johnson came out and said he would play, pay any player fines or any fines levied against the team uh, if if the players decided to uh, exercise their right to protest. Um, and he said that like he thinks it's ridiculous that the league is making this move now. His brother, who owns the team, is uh, currently our ambassador to the UK in the Trump what? administration. What the f- yeah, Woody Johnson, the the CEO of Johnson and Johnson, he uh, is our ambassador to the United Kingdom. Oh my god, um, fucking shoot me! I know, but I guess him and his brother are not on the same page when it comes to that. But, mm. um, you know, I, it, it's just it's just really fucking insanely out of touch with their audience, with their players. Certainly, I mean, th- this is fucking again. You know, Colin Kaepernick. When he did this, he 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 had some great you know quotes about why he's doing it, and just nobody fucking listens to them. They all say like this is about you know disrespecting the flag. This has nothing to do with the fucking flag. This did you read that to do with the ESPN anthem. article I sent you the little clip of? Um, they basically just in in the article it said they're going to be fined for disrespecting the flag, and they wrote that uh-huh. as a factual statement. What's in the it's in, in, the... in a news article, and it's like even right there they're saying ESPN.com is saying they don't even clarify yet, but it's in the fucking policy memo that they sent out the NFL that it was a penalty for disrespecting the flag, or it was a fine for disrespecting the flag and the anthem. It's just like you, you, you fucking idiots. You let you let the fucking Trump administration bully you into doing something it's just so fucking stupid and you know colin kaepernick what he said was not all too dissimilar from what ali said it's like you know when people asked ali about going to vietnam he was like why am i gonna fight for a country when you're not fighting for me here at home you know uh you you know you're my you, I, he had a great quote it was like you're my opposer when i want freedom and you're my but and, and he's like why am i going to go kill other poor brown people when you won't even fight for my rights yeah. here in america he, he said a couple of slurs that weren't really uh too too cool i think he was kind of mocking the fact that people use that slur so commonly at the time though when he did it but uh yeah yeah, yeah. speaking of quotes do you have the the audio from the guy oh, I, I have steve who, kerr but I, but yeah. I wanted to mention, yeah, I mean, and Colin Kaepernick was like, look, I'm yeah. not going to stand for a country that doesn't stand for me. That was why he knelt, because, you know, it wasn't because of disrespecting the troops or dis- he didn't even fucking that wasn't even a thought that entered in his head. He was, you know, kneeling for fucking Philando Castile and Eric Gardner and Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice and about a thousand other fucking people See, I can name from two why, years that's ago. That's why I support rioting, because it's like no matter what you do, they're going to hate you for it. It, even the mildest form of nonviolent silent protest is yeah, it's too like, don't much be violent. Be, for these be fucking peaceful. clan motherfuckers. So why not burn down fucking buildings if that's the way it's going to be? If you're going to hate that shit, burn it down. I, I definitely don't protest uh, 
protest police, you know, like we're like TYT will do all the time where they're like, oh, don't do that. that. Don't do that. And don't do you, be, don't be this. Today, don't punch Nazis. Um, the guy, and, uh, I don't believe in protest police. I think his name's John. I had a, had a, uh, it was a shirt that was a spoof of the Monopoly logo, but it was with the Monopoly guy's head decapitated and it said game over. So <laughs> sort of like, like implying guillotines for the, you know, bourgeoisie. Yeah, and, I like that. And Jank fucking gave him shit for it. He's like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that shirt. Oh, God. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you fat, bloated piece of shit. I mean, I wonder how he would have felt about that shirt $20 million ago before he got that uh, big money investment. But whatever, you know, we're moving on. But no, yeah, I want to play. You you mentioned uh, Steve Kerr, who's the coach of the uh, Golden State Warriors. And he looks like your typical, like, thin-lipped, tall, you know, white dude who, you know, loves the NRA and Chuck Norris movies. Like, he looks like a typical right-wing racist sports fan, but he's a coach. And they interviewed him yesterday, and he had... This to say. I think it's just typical of the NFL. Um, you know, they're just playing to their fan base and they're just, uh, you know, basically trying to use the anthem as uh, fake patriotism, um, nationalism, uh, scaring people. Um, it's idiotic, but that's how the NFL has handled their business. And uh, I'm proud to be in a league that understands patriotism in America is about free speech, about um, peacefully protesting. Uh, and I think our leadership in the NBA understands that uh, when the NFL players, players were kneeling, they were kneeling to protest police brutality, to protest racial inequality. They weren't disrespecting the flag or the military, but our president decided to make it about that. The NFL followed suit, um, pandered to their fan base, uh, created this hysteria. And it's kind of what's wrong with our country right now. Is, you know, people in high places are trying to divide, uh, divide us provide loyalties, make this about the flag, um, as if the flag is something other than uh, what it really is. It's, it's a representation of what we're about, which is diversity, peaceful protests, and abilities, right to free speech. So it's really ironic, actually, what the NFL is doing. Speaking of that irony, see, like, what do you make of just the NBA? I mean, there was more of a formalized policy with the anthem, but there seems to be more of an outlet that they promote for guys to be open about. Well, the NBA is, uh, yeah, I mean, Adam and Leeks, um, leadership, uh, we feel like we're partners, players, coaches, management, league management, we feel like we're all partners. And um, we, uh, I'm really proud of our players uh, around the league for really being community leaders, being outspoken for, 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 for good, for the, the change in, that we need. Whether it's, uh, you know, I know tonight. Guess that's it. But um, it got a little too basketball-y there at the end. Yeah. Well, I, well, th- but that was the noise at the end. Everyone just fucking dribble or dr- throwing out the whole yeah. thing. Everyone dribbling. Yeah. Uh, but and you know, Steve Kerr is great. He was actually a really underrated uh, player for years uh, with the uh, with the Spurs, and um, so he's been, you know in basketball his whole life so he's probably you know hung out with exclusively black dudes so maybe that's that might be a reason why he's so yeah it might have rubbed woke off on little, woke on yeah. this but he's so always it, been a great voice for yeah. progressivism what he says though isn't just talking about their right to protest and why the nfl is wrong he refers specifically to the act of having to stand for the flag during you know before the game that's the part he refers to as fake patriotism. Oh, it totally is. It's, yeah, he, right. he's, he's I mean, it's, it's, it's subtle the way he says it, but I, I caught that and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's knocking the, the the bullshit idea that we're we're politicizing sports in the first place <laughs> with this rah rah you know America bullshit. So I I like that he he t- kind of tucked that in there. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of floored by that. I was like, look at this fucking white dude. <laughs> he doesn't have to say this. He doesn't have to say this. But, you know, so that was somebody who's not even involved in politics. But I, I really wonder what the leader of the Democratic Party uh, in the House, oh. at least, Nancy Pelosi, had to say about these flag protests. Because I'm Drum sure roll. she came out and condemned them, right? 
Of course, yeah, she's gonna stand the on the side of the oppressed. Today, okay, <laughs> when the anthem comes on, you stand. If you do not wanna stand, stay in the locker room. If you come out onto the field and you kneel or you in other this ways This Cuomo's protest, on there, Dwell brother, by the you way. You will be fine. Are you okay with this rule change by the NFL? I would be more okay with it if they had consulted with the players. Uh, this was... The, 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 this is the owners and by the way it's the owners who would be fined i love the national anthem i mentioned earlier to hastily that i'm from baltimore is this fucking nancy reagan <laughs> who is this wrong nancy so Pelosi. yeah i know sometimes people say maybe we should change the national anthem. nope i'm from baltimore <laughs> i love the i want to run that back because we're talking over it that's important and, by the way it's the owners who would be fined i love the national anthem I mentioned earlier to Jesus that I'm from Baltimore. That's where it was written during the War of 1812. So I'm very possessive of it. Sometimes people say, maybe we should change the national anthem. Nope, I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> I love the national anthem, and I love the flags. Our homes are all decorated uh, with flags. It's such a beautiful thing. Uh, and what? I love the First Amendment. And I'll just Confederate flags. I love the First Amendment. <laughs> To end on a word of hope, you mentioned women having more seats at the table. You're going to have 400 women running for Congress right. uh, this year. That's more than we have seen in both parties. So let's see if they can win. Madam no, thanks Mueller, to her. Thank you very much for joining us. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, that that mealy mouth bullshit was her. Nancy uh, Pelosi is... <sighs> Someone should take her and Betsy DeVos and just like put them on a space shuttle of the fucking sun. <laughs> so tired of shit. Okay, the this the national anthem. Uh, the part they don't sing is the second half of it, where Francis Scott Key wrote a little verse in there saying, you know, basically he supports slavery and hated the slaves because some of them who were freed of their own volition went and fought alongside the British. I right. actually have that the the, the verbiage from yeah, that. Yeah, um, you gonna read that? Yeah. So uh, no refuge could save the hireling and the slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave, and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. So yeah, there's a verse about putting slaves in their graves in the national anthem that we just don't sing. We just pretend it doesn't yeah, exist. We don't want to change that. I'm from Baltimore. That's the song that Nancy <laughs> Pelosi loves so much and doesn't what want a, to change. What a fucking psychopath! This is the same person that when a when a, a smart young man in suspenders stood up and said, "Hey, don't you think socialism? We should do something with more like that because capitalism is destroying." And she like rose, you know, like the gears started grinding. And she starts standing up. Like well, it the, wasn't prepared question. The, that wasn't his. Yeah, yeah, that like, the, like siren, ah, ah, ah. the siren, the <laughs> siren from Kill bill was going on like she's like capitalism is just the way we are what did she say uh we're capitalists and that's just the way it is i just got to say we're capitalists and you know that's just the way it is but it's just somebody uh just wish somebody would just pull the plug on that one just watching the younger generation you know the millennials become more politically active you know more and more every day and knowing that they are so far so far to the left of of you know the last several generations these people have nothing to fucking say i mean they're done this is the last gasp before a big shift in this country Bernie was, you know, clinging. part of it. But yeah, of course they're going to cling. You know, the, it's the, you know, it's the dead cat thing where even a dead cat bounces once, you know, that, that's their, <laughs> you know, that's right? great <laughs> is that a thing people say in Wisconsin? Sounds like a Southern <laughs> saying. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking, you know, Donald Trump is the dead cat, you know, yeah, even the dead yeah. cat, you know, so he's the, the uprising again of, you know, the past and that whole way of life. But, but that's it. He's going to, yeah. it bounces and it's gone. You know, you can only skin a cat nine times. <laughs> I don't know what that. That's meant. like one of my one of my favorite Southern sayings I've heard is, uh, you know, if his brains were fuel, uh, he couldn't propel a a, moped, a a flea on a moped around a drop of water or something like that. <laughs> what? It's I don't like, even understand that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just yeah. fucking so bizarre. Did we talk about the, um, the, the what that thing they do in the South last week? Or no. Was that off air? <laughs> the thing that you know, because some of the people that are like rednecks, they say um, "don't" instead of "doesn't," and it's kind mm. of annoying. It's like he don't even know. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, but then the other really weird one they do is they say they switch what and that, where it's like, say you were to accuse someone of doing something, you would say he's the one that did that. Instead, they go he's the one what did it. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone's got their own weird. I mean, we I'm from New York. We have we all talk like fucking weirdos. You know what can I tell you? Yeah. Um, 
I'm Andrew fucking Cuomo. If you yeah. don't vote for me, I'm going to kill this cat. The thing I love that New York guys do is they get really, when they get really insecure and aggressive, but they have to like ask for information, they'll like get kind of like shovey with how they're going to like set up their question. I'm like, hey, wait, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. It's like, whoa, let me get ready for you to ask the question. I mean, let, me, let me ask you, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you another nights. question now. Let me ask it's, you it's, this it's like the word fucking is in there subtly. It's like, let me ask you a yeah. fucking question, but you don't even need to say it. It's just like, you can just ask me the question. You don't have to say like, oh, can I ask you a question? How about I ask you a question? Now? Like, what if you had said no? Like, what if, like no. no. Anybody no, who's ever actually. stayed in a club for last call has heard that same thing like six million times with guys that are about to fight hey, and had too hey. much to drink. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Lady, let me ask you a question. Hey, what do we got to fucking punch you get a fucking drink? What are you, you going to go home by yourself? You're not going to go home with me? Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, look at me. What, what, what am I, not good enough for you? What, what, what? Uh, I feel like this is a good segue into Weinstein now. <laughs> yeah, is. speaking of fucking douchebag thugs you gotta from play New York. It. You got to play it. <laughs> oh, I already put my iPad away. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. What good is a theme song? Grab by the pussy. Oh, man. Grab <laughs> by the pussy. We haven't been able to play that for a while, but we th- th- this is a very meaty uh, a- a sexual assault roundup this week. A couple uh, of good ones, yeah. A couple of interesting ones. One really sad one and one, you know, one continuation of a story that right. started the whole. Yeah, so Harvey Weinstein, uh, formally charged, so, you know, awesome. That he's actually gonna fucking face justice because he's a fucking maniac, yep. you know, piece of shit dog. And um, it was for two women, right? Two of the yeah. Accusations. I didn't even read the particulars, but I mean, he's been accused. Yeah. By hundreds well, of the, the thing is, from. like, they, they they can only charge with really severe shit that doesn't have a um, statute of limitations. The thing yeah. is, like it's really hard to right. It's really hard to prove what they're charging and whether it's going to be really hard for them to prove it because yeah. you know this. Very few of these were like outright physical assaults. It was just he was manipulating them or just being yeah. extremely We had that one tape that that woman right. took. Yeah, which is horrifying was, to listen to. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he used his size. He used his, his money. He used his, his um, political power and entertainment. All to the good maximum looks. effect. Oh, yeah, he didn't use his good looks. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, baby, do you like a face that looks like a fucking crater? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's not nice. So, um, no, that's true. It's fine for him. I thought there were at least a couple of fairly violent rapes that were described. No, there were. Yeah, yeah. That, when that's what he's actually being one, charged right, for. Right. Yeah. But the, like, so there's all these other things they could have done, but because so much time has passed, they can't charge him with anything. You know, right. yeah, so for just the harassment. They they have right. a really high bar to to reach, and of course his defense is going to argue, well, he's been in the news so much, there's no way to get a fair trial, right? They're gonna yeah, they're gonna so, argue for a mistrial probably. Yep. Um. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he, you know, unlike the majority of prisoners uh, who end up spending the night in jail because they can't afford bail, mm. uh, he had a check ready and written out uh, that he took with him to the courthouse, and he was in and out in about an hour. Uh, so he's not going to spend any time in jail yeah, unless it's he's like getting a role convicted. of film developed. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if our younger listeners know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think we, I, I, I would assume our listeners are at least you know in their thirties or tw- late twenties. Yeah, know. they they all went to art school. They know how to develop their own. That's film. that's also true. <laughs> yeah, a bunch, of, a bunch fucking of fucking artsy uh, hipsters. Fixed gear bike. Um, so you know, I guess we'll follow up and see what happens. It was, I gotta say, it was very satisfying seeing him take the perp walk, even if he didn't end up having to stay in jail. <laughs> I just, just watching the shell of a fucking gross, you know. I mean, Gremlin yeah, human. I, don't, I guess I just I found it unsatisfying because I don't feel like anything's really going to come from it. I don't I mean, I, I'm glad that they put him through that minor, you know, in, inconvenience for him to get a cashier's check for a million bucks. It's nothing to him. Um, if they if he did do anything at all, they'd like put him on house arrest for a little while and I don't know, give him he time is, off for good yeah, behavior or some shit. He's got I don't a, think he's going to do anything. He's got an ankle bracelet. Yeah. He's got a way he goes out uh, to you know. At the very least, you know, it's very hard, like you said, to prove in a criminal case uh, sexual assault, but I hope at least that they uh, bankrupt the shit out of him in a civil case if they can't, you know, get him, get criminal charges. <clears throat> Although yeah. it'd be a huge uh, miscarriage of justice if they can't fucking convict him i think the bigger thing is just that 
it empowers more women to come forward. The more that people speak their truth and the more that they tell these stories, the more people understand how rampant and common this is. And it, you know, it gives people an opportunity to, to step forward and, and be believed for once um, without needing 50 women to do it. Yeah. Walking into the courtroom, I think is, is probably a good, uh, you know, good thing for women to see. I'm sure somewhat therapeutic for, for some of those women. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, a bunch of them even said like this. This this alone is a big difference from where things were ten, twenty years ago, where right. where you you guys like this got away with this shit all the time, and they knew they could, and they had the power to do it. So, it was a trope. I mean, the casting couch is a fucking trope that people like joked about back oh, in yeah. the day. Well, they were making jokes about Harvey Weinstein being a sexual predator, like it was okay. A lot. There's like comedians that did bits about Harvey Weinstein. Do where you know you can go back and yeah. look, at, look clips of this stuff. It was a big joke, and everyone kind of knew it was real, but Cosby everyone too. just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so the other guy um, who you you referenced uh, is mm. as unfortunate um, Yahweh himself. Yeah, mm. the voice of God. And the penguins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, uh, America's black dad, uh, apparently uh, is... America's kind other of black a... dad, yeah. Who's, our, who's the first? Oh, Cosby. Bill Cosby, yeah. yeah. No. Not a, not a good... Uh, not a good... Yeah, a not a good record right black, now. Black dads in America. Um, but, yeah, so I guess Denzel. We got to protect Denzel with like a fucking... Oh, man. <laughs> SWAT team and all Coming that. for Denzel. <laughs> So Morgan Freeman was was certainly not accused of anything that was uh, explicitly physical. There was like some touching, but it was mostly in public, and it was like things that made people feel uncomfortable. Just really pervy, gross. But it happened. He was accused of being a pig on almost every movie set he's ever had. I mean, it was it was you know rampant. It was you know reaching out for women's skirts. It was all sorts of things. I mean, yes, it it didn't sound like there was a, a violent rape necessarily, but but it just is more proof of the culture that this for them, you know, being on a set, that's a dating pool for them in their minds. And they believe that because of their power and their privilege that they just you know, people will just let them do whatever they want. And that's mm-hmm. the way that it's been. And so, yeah. you know, it's sad to see um, with somebody else that we respected, you know, this this coming out on. But, you know, where there's one, we talked about this months ago when all this started. And I said, look, anybody, you know, anybody famous, pol- politician, whatever, if you have stuff in your closet, get it out now. This is your one chance. I'm going to give you one opportunity, Morgan one permission Spurlock slip. Did that. He, he like, did. Hey, He's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the documentary director? director? Yeah. He... Yep. He he wrote a really good open letter actually about how he might be caught up in this too, and how he like you know had had weird a weird relationship that you know had a. You should go read it. I don't remember the exact. I don't want to misrepresent hmm. it, but it was it was interesting. He was the first guy to kind I of come out ahead that. of yeah. come out ahead of things. Um, well, I mean, it could have been that somebody did like a call in instead of a call out, and basically said, "Hey." We want to this, address yeah. this without destroying your life, and you know, would you be willing to take some accountability for something? You know, I mean, could have been, yeah. If, if you really think somebody's wronged you, that's usually if there's a channel to do it, most people mm-hmm. will try to find that. If, Rather than just be like, oh, I'm going to the papers, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. well, it seemed like he knew that she felt wronged by the situation, which is why he wrote the letter. Right. Well, you should definitely check it out. I, I don't right. want well, to it seemed like it, he but, knew it was going to come out um, too at yeah. some point, so he was trying to, to get in front of it. And but, and I appreciated that you know, he took responsibility for it and you know, expressed remorse and that kind of thing, which is just more than most people in these situations do. Um, that was one of the better handlings of this that I had seen so far. And uh, Morgan Freeman. But Morgan Freeman, man. Like, I just, he, he seems so nice. Like, I, I know that's not. Look out, weird Tom Hanks. Bit. Tom Hanks are coming for you. Oh, me. God. No, Tom Hanks. We're going to have to shut Hollywood down if Tom Hanks <laughs> turns out to be a fucking creep. I just, I figured he was, it's, every time I see Tom Hanks trending, I'm like, here it comes. It's yeah. just fucking going. What's well, so <laughs> weird now with these old celebrities, it's like you see their name trending. It's like, oh shit, did they die? Oh no, worse. They're fucking monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know. At least when you see Roman Polanski, you know what to expect. Yeah. You... <laughs> when he's trending. Although you'll probably see his name next when he dies. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. It's, you know, yeah. You know, you, you know uh, yeah. It, or Woody Allen, you know, it comes with the territory. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just. 
it, it, it's unfortunate. Um, but well, and he's, it's he's good that it... old. He's so like he's like eighty, right? And I remember <laughs> really he did an AMA for Reddit, and like they they had a picture of him, and he was napping when he was supposed to take his picture <laughs> for like to say, "Hey, Reddit, I'm here." He's fucking napping during his yeah. AMA. So you know, I, I mean, I guess you know he's still got it in him i don't know what to say about that i mean a lot of these things again they're not really about sex well, they're about power and... I, I haven't looked at the timeline of it but you know it's still it's like the guy's had a long career and mm-hmm. say you did like let's say a dozen inappropriate things over the course of 40 years well you, you take those things and put a publicized them all together and it it reads a little bit different where i, I feel like a lot of these guys is inappropriate as, as the things as, as they they've done they still feel blindsided when it when it comes out the way it comes out cnn right? had like 16 people like they snapped their fingers and they all appeared it did not seem like this oh, was yeah no yeah no, at just, all uh... i mean their reaction to it like they're all kind of like when this all happens to them they they don't quite understand it like and they, the, the really context is very different him, from what yeah. they yeah well, and as a woman, I will say that, you know, I, I've been in lots of experiences and, and seen this happen so much and experienced this so much that, that there has been a point of just going, eh. you know, it, like you, you get so used to it um, that, that it just becomes a non-issue. You just accept that that's the way it is. So, right. I mean, power to right. the generation now and the people that are saying, fuck no, we don't have to sure. take that. I, I guess my point is not that like, oh, in actuality, he was Bill Cosby. I'm What I'm saying is like... He could still be the nice guy, Morgan Freeman, we've always known, but in person has like had some creepy fucking tendencies, right? I think um, these guys compartmentalize that stuff mm-hmm. a lot too. Where they oh, that's think right. Of, they are, think of themselves. I forgot that he's way, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> that's also yeah. He's, he's such like, a good actor. You, you forgot he's I'm an actor. Nice old grandma. Yeah, their entire job is to lie. <laughs> their entire job is to lie about who they are. Yeah, I forgot that angle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, you know, so it died down a little bit, but I wonder if it's going to kind of ramp back up again now that Weinstein's back in the news. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I've, I've certainly seen the other side of it where, you know, there are real witch hunts. There are people who take advantage of the trust that people want to have for people who have been victimized. So I think that's the only reason people are hesitant sometimes with like is this a real one or is this somebody who well yeah you have to look at a pattern of behavior i mean you you can you can take one incident but you know do you see this over and over again are there lots of different people saying the same thing about a story or about a person that's when you really go okay i mean anybody can maybe make a mistake but again and again and again you know, if it's like one woman, uh, then you, you know, you, you don't want to not believe women, but you, you know, you, you look for, you, you look at all the evidence. If it's 50 women, like in fucking Bill Cosby's case, you're like, okay, uh, I think this, this it's case is pretty open. And, yeah. No, well, it was yeah. at, at one this, point it was 50. The, it's probably more than that now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little different when you're drugging people and then assaulting them and then throw them in a, in a limo to go dump somewhere. Um, and admit but, that you drug them for sex. Yeah. Or in a deposition. deposition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, if it wasn't for the audio of Weinstein getting that little glimpse of who he really was when he thought no one was watching, people like, might not believe it. Yeah, I mean, people heard that audio and were like, "Oh my God, he's he's pathological. Like he doesn't, he can't exist without some trophy woman on his arm. He's he's that empty inside, you know." Like, well, it was and just... I hate to generalize, but that's what you need to just expect from all of the similar the people in similar positions as him across hollywood that's just you don't get to that position unless you're like a scumbag i think yeah yeah be a top flight hollywood producer you know i mean there's a lot of scumbags in hollywood but not all of them are are billionaires great they're shooting fireworks off my fucking neighborhood already (laughs) god damn it (laughs) fuck off with the guns Guys, it's Memorial Day. It's, it's uncouth to shoot fireworks <laughs> off. Is that like a thing you're not supposed to wear certain colors before or after? Well, I think it's like it's kind of like you're supposed to memorialize more the dead solemn. and probably yeah. more explosions is not the way to memorialize. Well, no, we <laughs> get confused because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a holiday uh, picnic barbecue kind of thing. And so they assume it's like the 4th of July. So they but just, it's one oh, of yeah. our mandatory yeah. patriotism days. You know, yes. in America, we have like four or five mandatory patriotism I days. I like it because there are days that I get the day off, but I still well, the, yeah, that's paid. Always <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I love about working for the Me government. Too. Oh, you're not allowed um, to come to work today, but we'll still pay you for a full day's work. You're like, all right. Fucking shit. Sweet. Twist my arm, why don't you, really? Like, 
Um, but yeah, you know, and you know, days that actually should be mandatory patriotism day. I'm not mandatory, but days people actually should celebrate as patriotic days. You know, like May Day or Martin Luther King's birthday or Malcolm X's birth, like the days like that, yeah. uh, <laughs> barely holi- even get talked about. The know? holidays that weren't legal in certain states until last year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> holidays that they're still not so sure about in the Jim Crow. Yeah, South, we're but, gonna make um, a, a Confederates Day that it just happens to be on MLK Day. Also, it's just like what fucking ugh, ugh. yeah fucking unbelievable. But yeah, um, so you know, on that note, uh, we're probably gonna get out of here, but. Uh, check out our uh, review of Blade Runner if you if you uh, have seen the movie. We just did a review of uh, Blade Runner twenty thirty five last week. <laughs> I just call it Blade 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 Runner five thousand. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah, no, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We did a review for the movie podcast uh, the other day, and that's up there now, so you can go check yeah, that out and check out on, all our back catalog of yeah. movie. Uh, movie reviews uh you yeah. know in our soundcloud which is soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com uh, backslash move move left idiots yeah, yeah. i think so <laughs> yeah. uh oh and you know keep an eye out because we're going to be reviewing uh black panther up next for the movie pod so that should be coming, black panther so. 2049 <laughs> go watch that if you haven't seen it yet it's fucking awesome and then go watch creed because ryan coogler is an amazing director and then go listen to creed because you know they're an amazing <laughs> <Why not>? band <laughs> and uh yeah uh oh i'm at uh move underscore left on twitter <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the website. I'm Twitter.com. I'm at a poly bent. <laughs> I'm at poly bent. It's too late. Fucking I can't train wreck. <laughs> derailed the entire. Uh, <laughs> I've derailed this. Start over. I've run aground. No, I'm poly bent. P O L I B E N T. That's a yeah. polyamorous dating site, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a great like farmersonly.com. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Polyamory. That's a new bent. career venture right there. Then towards the polyamorous. What was that Trump's Trump dating site? It was Trump dating. Trump org? dating. Yes, Trump dating. No, I thought it was it was it was uh, Trump dot dating. Oh yeah, yeah, that's thing. what it was. Yeah. I wonder how that's doing. I wonder if that's taken off. I, yeah, Go I check your profile. Any, I haven't got any new notifications <laughs> for a while, so I should probably make sure that I'm I'm still on there. Got to check out my Christian mangle. So on uh, t- Twitter.net, I'm at Chaos Riot 1999. For now, get for, in while you still can. For now, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will catch you next week.